0: Yo, everybody, welcome to the Ednium Podcast, where we have real conversations with the amazing talent in Denver's backyard to inform the system and change the game for the next generation. Hope you're thriving. Let's go.
1: And we're live. What's up? Hey, Trey. <laughs> How are you?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm, I
1: appreciate the the grace you came in. I thought I was already locked and loaded and then forgot the microphones. So it's all a, good. It's you all know, good. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be a
2: day without us uh, forgetting something, right?
1: All the, All the time. I'm like, I don't know how things get done, you know what I mean? If I don't got my team with me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> keep that's my head right. on tight. Definitely. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um how you been though? As how's, how's the day, how's the week going for you?
2: It's going really good. You know, school is getting ready to get started back up. And um, I will say this, I'm glad that my kids are grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm glad that I don't have to be in the hustle and bustle of buying school supplies. Yep. And, you know, back to school clothes and all the activities Mm -hmm. and the registration fees, you know, that part of our life is done. And I'm thankful that it is done. But, you know, also it brings a whole nother level of things that you have to do, Mm -hmm. you know. And so while it is done, I will say I do miss it a little bit. I was in Target and I was like, (laughs) oh, look at this backpack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: we're in the the thick of it right now. (laughs) Right. I'm dreading the drive to school. Now, I, I say I'm dreading the drive to school because it's long. But right. at the same time, it's like the one time I have with my kids. Where Absolutely, it's like just dad time, and we're we're chilling, and that's when I get all my dad jokes on. That's right. And, you know what I mean. But it is. It's a lot. It like, is a lot. Yes,
2: a lot. I remember. I remember those days, and I remember. We were all in different places. My husband and I used to high five. That's Mm. what we used to do. Like we'd be coming in and we wouldn't get out of the car and then he'd high five in his car and I'd high five in (laughs) my car and we'd like switch. And we'd tell kids, switch, switch, (laughs) yeah, tag in. (laughs) It was like a tag team and stuff like that. He'd be in one part of the state. I'd be in another because Uh. they were all, they were multi-sport athletes. Mm. And so we'd be just everywhere.
1: That's one of those things. I didn't like, I had to tell my mom and dad and grandma, like, thank you. Because, like, I'm, you don't realize as a kid how much of a sacrifice that is to your parents to get you to all those games. It is. All those practices. Yep. Just sitting there. You yep. know what I mean? In the hot. and
0: Ooh. And
2: like the feel, money.
1: And the money. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. My son, luckily, he's more of a mathlete than an athlete. Oh, I love it. You know what it. I mean? And he, like, he really crushes this, like, engineering uh-huh. stuff, like. It's cool to see that he's found his passion. Right. But I think his sister is like, she's already soccer, gymnastics, like all these different
2: Uh-oh. things. Uh-oh, watch like, out, you know, watch to out. She how, she's going to get a sport each season.
0: Yeah, yeah that's I mean, exactly what that it is. It
2: just lined up. We told our kids that they had to do something. Yeah, You didn't have to be sports driven. Now, my husband, you know, he's a sports guy through and through. He mm-hmm. was a college athlete and all of that other stuff. So he's got that competitive spirit that way. But I was like, you can either be athletic, mm-hmm. you can be artistic,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you can be mathematical. I said, but you got to do something in school. You're yeah. just not going to do just school. Yeah. You got to have an extracurricular activity and we knew at a young age that once we got into that groove, that mm-hmm. it was just going to keep going. So we didn't do it until they was older. Huh. You know how people have their kids in Little League stuff. And yeah. that's fine if people do that. That's their choice. But we knew with three kids and two of them were twins.
1: Yeah. We no. Yeah, that's yeah. a old grind. That was, a whole I was grind. like,
2: Mm-mm. I was like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. glad,
1: I'm glad you could breathe right now. El, glad, yes, I am. Because um, we need you. Uh, tell, the, tell the world who we're talking to.
2: So, my name is Tiffany Askins. I am a proud mother of three beautiful, beautiful grown children and a grandson who will be seven months. Mm. I've been happily married. Um... For the past twenty eight years. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To my high school sweetheart. So. Yeah. So there's
1: there's hope for your boy. That, that's that we right. We can keep this thing rolling. That's you know? right. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, you know, you know, marriage has its roller coasters and things like that. But that's my heart right there yeah. and stuff like that. And so, twenty eight years married and. I don't know how long we've been together. But he's gonna be like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "The fact yeah. I got 28." I mean, that's good. the number that matters. Is, in my book. Right? That's, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So yeah, but no. And then also serving our students in our community and yeah. stuff like that. So I am I'm super
1: honored. So excited! I'm, I'm like, so excited yeah. to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's back up before we get into the thick of that stuff. Like, what was the trajectory? How did you get to this point?
2: Oh my gosh. How long do we have?
1: (laughs) As long as we need. As long as we need. Beautiful thing about podcasts. Yes.
2: You know, know, I, you know, I will say this to Ray, because I, when I was younger, I, people made me feel some kind of way about having diverse ideas and things Mm -hmm. that I wanted to do in life. Mm -hmm. And so... I started out wanting to be an engineer. That's what mm-hmm. I went to college to be, okay. was an architectural engineer. And I went to CU Boulder, home of the buffs. Okay. I bleed black and gold. And so I went to CU Boulder and went into the engineering program and realized, yeah, y'all too boring for me. Huh. I can't, I can't <laughs> flow with you guys. I can't get over. It's too quiet over here. Where's the party yeah, at? Yeah. Yeah, was like, I need some life. Yes. Yeah. And so I quickly made a transition to... To, um so sociology and psychology. Hmm. And that's where I landed my hat and really thought that I was going to be um, a therapist, a psychologist, mm-hmm. and working with kids in the city. Yeah. You know, giving back, you know, supporting, you know, our students in, you know, urban areas, like yeah. kind of me, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And then I did some internship work with the child department and They were paper pushers. Hmm. They weren't about making any changes, not Hmm. because they didn't want to, but because their caseloads were so big. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. I was like, if I can't be close to the work, then I don't want to do that work. And if this is what me getting a master's is going to be about, Hmm. and then I'm only making this amount of money,
0: I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. I like, yeah,
2: I'm good. I can't live my best life that way. Yeah, I feel it. So I quickly diverged and then I ended up going into, worked in higher ed. So I worked Mm. at um, Colorado Christian University. I worked in financial aid and Mm. did that for quite some time and, Mm. you know, navigated that space and would help support students through, you know, their financial aid funding college and everything like that. Um, And then I was like, you know, I want to do, I think I need to work corporate.
0: Hmm.
1: That's funny. I, was, I worked in admissions, and that was my next thought, too. It was like, maybe I need to do corporate, get yeah. some bread.
2: Yeah. I was working seven days a week. <clears throat> yeah. I was working long hours. And it was not what I had envisioned. Mm. And even though the money might have been better, mm-hmm. when you think about how much I was taken away from, it was just at that time, my husband and I, and then mm-hmm. I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, And I was going in on Sundays, Mm. and I'm pregnant. And my husband was like, you got one more Sunday to go in. If you don't stop going in on Sunday, I'm going to go tell your boss (laughs) that you need to be home. And I said, oh, no, don't do that.
0: Don't do that.
1: So
2: I quickly figured that out. and, And then I realized that's not for me.
1: What what were you doing? Was...
2: I was working in insurance.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. working
2: in insurance. I was adjusting claims over at Safeco Insurance, just in, um, Lakewood, hmm. and was doing great. Yeah. Doing you know killing it, killing the game and stuff like that. But it was taking my soul. Yeah. It was taking my soul. It was taking my family, and then I made a pivot. And I went back into higher education. And then I mm. went over to the community college of Aurora mm. and I worked in their financial aid department as the coordinator of scholarships. And so mm-hmm. I got back to that, working with students, being close to students, just being at that higher level. And I did that for many years and then, actually for a few years, and then I was like, I want to raise my daughter. Yeah, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Never yeah. thought I was going to do that. Huh. And I came home. And raised my daughter and then got pregnant again, Mm -hmm. with the twins, Uh, didn't know it was twins until I was five months pregnant.
1: I couldn't imagine having twins, yo. (laughs) Can you
2: imagine finding out at five months that your wife uh, was having twins?
1: Yeah, that'd be.
2: And you got a toddler?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, even now, like when my daughter was born too, I remember thinking like, what if it's twins? And, you know that's a whole different ball ballgame. It, it yeah. is
2: totally different. And so I was very fortunate that when I left financial aid or left that financial aid, um, industry, that community, I had built up a reputation of the type of work that I did. Yeah. So I had, was reached out by Takeo Loretto Heights, which is not, it's,
1: yeah. um, I used to live right across the street. Yeah. From
2: there. yeah. And it's not even, I don't even know what it is now. I think, DPS on some of it
1: they do they're doing some type of development now on
2: mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah yeah. and so they reached out to me to help fix their financial aid department because hmm. they were having they were getting a lot of um, notices and just weren't in compliance and yeah. I told him I said no I'm I'm gonna be a stay at home mom yeah. and he was like well what is your what do you want hmm. and this is a consulting position and I said well I need to stay at home. And this Mm -hmm. is before at-home jobs. was. You didn't do at-home jobs back in the 90s. And so I said, I need to be at home. And I said, and when I do come into the office, I need to bring my daughter. And this is what I want my hourly, my consultant rate to be.
1: That's fly.
2: He said, done. Really? Mm -hmm. He said, and I was like, I didn't expect him to say yes. (laughs) Cause I was gonna be like, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna pay almost, me.
1: You like, made an offer so audacious. Yeah, that he was you like,
2: he ain't gonna he pay me that. And I was <laughs> like, and he not gonna let me bring an infant into. Yeah. Well, actually, she was a toddler, but um, a child into a place of business. Yeah, he was like, nope. He's like, your reputation precedes you. We mm-hmm. need your help, and so I was with them for several years, and it was a small school because. You know, they were, their school was kind of all over the place and it was just in just a disarray. But I did that for a few years and then kind of just went into like consulting Hmm. for, you know, so that was how, that was how my hustle worked so that I was able to still keep that, you know, professional hat on, but then be at home with my daughter. And then when my twins came, I went back into insurance Hmm. as a consultant. Ah. And... Um, which was really interesting. So I worked with a consult, Crocker Claims, a consulting company and things like that. And I did that for quite some time. And then Terab was like, you know, I love to cook.
1: Hmm.
2: I want to go to culinary school. Yeah. And I told my husband, he
0: was like, okay.
2: I went to culinary school. Dang. I know, right? That's what I was saying. I was like, it was like whatever the idea was. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to do it. And I remember a professor, I had Professor Downing, at CU Boulder, I took a class. I don't remember the name of the class, but I took a class and it talked about like, when you come to the end of your life, Mm -hmm. what do you want to be, to say about your life?
0: Hmm.
2: People don't look at the end of their life and say, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I would have, you know, all those things they say, I wish I would have did this, this and this. And that really that really spoke to me. And I'm not saying I have always lived my life like that because sometimes fear gets in the way, but there were things that I had wanted to do along the way. And so culinary school was one of the things that I wanted to do. So I am a classically trained chef. Eesh. Uh-huh, yep. Total
1: package. You got (laughs) everything. That's crazy. Yeah,
2: and so I did that and I ended up, Working just right up here at Rioja huh. for um, uh, with Chef Jennifer Jelinski in the bake baking department, our bakery department. I did that for a couple months when I realized that my parking was more than what I was getting paid in a check. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's like, crazy. I
2: said, uh, so
1: this might not this be. This ain't it. gonna work.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like, this ain't gonna work. I said, I can't put my baby in date my babies because yeah. I had. Well, they were older; they were school age, but still, I was paying for after school care, and then yeah. I'm driving down here to Denver. I'm paying to park. Yeah, I ain't making no money.
0: Yeah,
2: so my check was going to parking, and you know, and trying to navigate, and thankfully, people in our community was like, you don't have to worry too much about childcare. We got you covered yeah. or after school care. And so I was like, okay, but still, I mm-hmm. wasn't making no money. I learned a lot in the time that I worked over at Rioja. I learned that I wouldn't make it a lot, but I learned how to do some other things. Hmm. And then I ended up going into my own culinary business hmm. and doing that for a while. And I would do like corporate catering or just catering for events and <clears throat> then started a mobile cooking school.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: And so I was like, because I wanted to teach kids how to eat well. Yeah. But eat good food because I love good food. Yeah, yeah. It sounds, I like tastes good. I, I like food. Yeah. I, yes. I'm people are about desserts. I'm all about getting that savory in. And so I wanted to teach kids to do that. So I would do mobile cooking classes in huh. um, Adams 12, and then I would have like a summer school program. And I did some stuff with the city um, of Thornton, and then. After that, I was like, you know, I wanna go back, I wanna do this in the school. I think this hmm. is really important for students to learn how yeah. to cook. And yeah. to-
1: all of my money and health problems are because of food.
2: <laughs> you and I both, right? <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Like, yeah. like- that's
2: I'm, I'm developing my winter coat. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna start saying that. Yeah, I was saying I'm just working on my dad bar mm-hmm. right now. But me and my wife were sitting there, it was like, yo, like if we just felt comfortable and confident cooking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we save a whole lot of money. Yep. And we wouldn't be eating McDonald's.
2: And, I know. You know.
1: And then when you have a household of five, it's like a McDonald's runs like 40, 50 bucks. Oh,
2: see, y'all see, ain't doing it right. See, no, this is what we used to do. we get that quarter pounder meal, get the, the two cheeseburgers, <laughs> get the pit and get the large fry, and then they'd get to the drink. And then we'd ask for like three cups. Yeah, that's smart.
1: <laughs> we should have did that. I got my one, well, especially now my son, is 12 now.
2: Oh, yeah. He ain't even on the kid's menu no more.
1: Nah, man. nah. He, he wants the grown man meal. And yeah. I'm like, you don't want to share, like, nah, Dad. Mm-hmm. I need my own thing. Yeah. But I, I feel it. Like it's a good, it valuable hard. skill. It like, is. Yeah. It
2: really and truly is. And so I started applying for jobs, and they told me I was not qualified. Wow. Now I have been. I'm trained as a chef. Worked yep. in restaurants. owned my own culinary business.
1: Built a school. Built
2: a, you know, doing a mobile cooking school. Yeah. <clears throat> writing my own curriculum, doing all this other stuff. And they were like, you're not qualified to teach culinary classes in the school. And so so I kept getting rejected. And I'm like, why am I not getting these jobs? I know I'm qualified. So I finally asked one of the principals, and she told me, it's not that I don't want to hire you, I can't hire you. And I said, what do you mean you can't hire me? She said, you don't have a teaching license.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I said, oh, say less. I said, oh, is that what I need? Is yeah. a teaching license? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. She said, if you had a teaching license, I'd be able to hire you.
0: Huh.
2: I said, but wait a minute. A teacher doesn't have the qualifications to teach yeah. culinary class. They're teaching other content. Yeah. And she was like, you just need a <clears throat> teaching license. I said, okay, say less. So I went back to get my teaching license. And we could have a
1: whole podcast on that.
2: Right, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, unless I say less. So I went and got my teaching license through Stanley British, and alternative licensure program. And I did that for one year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I never thought that I would be in DPS. Hmm. I came out of Cherry Creek. Mm-hmm. And you know that whole rift between DPS and yeah. Cherry Creek back in the day in yeah. the 80s. And so- um there was all of that stuff. And I'm like, oh, DPS. <laughs> I was turning my nose up, doing all kinds of stuff. Got into DPS as a teacher, <clears throat> as a, um intern or teacher intern. Yeah. Fell in love with the district. Yeah. I was over at Eagleton working in a third grade classroom. Hmm. And I told my husband... I really like this. Yeah. I was like, I re—I said, I love these kids. I love this community.
0: Yeah.
2: I said, they make me laugh. They make me want to just... Did you
1: ever have that feeling before?
2: I didn't. Hmm. I can't... No, I can't say that I did. I was... I think I just did stuff. Yeah. Like I was checking boxes. Yeah. Because it was just what I wanted to do. And I'm not saying that it was my passion, but I think that what it did was that I always was trying to come back to working with students, with kids. Everything I've ever done has always been about working with kids in some capacity, helping people out, always going for the underdog because I was the underdog. And so it was like always seeing, you know, the- person that maybe looked like me or looked like somebody I knew in my community that I grew up. And I was like, okay, I got to help. I got to yeah. help. So I think that was it. So that that's how I landed. I literally landed into teaching. I never mm. made it a career path, got into it. <clears throat> and Eagleton was my starting spot. And then ended up staying in DPS and absolutely loved DPS and went and got a higher education, you know, got my master's degree to get more training Mm -hmm. in literacy and curriculum and instruction and reading and writing because I was like, I want to see our kids do well. Yeah, Black and brown kids do well and things like that. And so, yeah. So that's like, that's why I was like...
1: it. Yeah, how much time? Yo, eh, like... (coughs) Honestly, if I had to map out, like, what, uh, how do I want to say it? Like, I hope I'm able to create an environment and a situation where my kids can go and be like, I'm going to go try this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go crush it. <clears throat> I want to do something else. I'm going to try this. Go crush it. Right, I want to do something else. Because there's, like, this weird, uh, and we, we've been having this conversation with alumni a lot, right, around mm-hmm. what is success? How do people define success? Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so much of, like, the way things are, like, built and structured tell you that you're supposed to figure out what you're supposed to do at, like, 17, 18. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> Good luck. And,
1: like, there's there's no, like, mechanism or piece of infrastructure that allows people to be able to go through a journey mm-hmm. in that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, school's
2: not set up that way.
1: Nothing is, but definitely not mm-hmm. school. Right? Like, school's foundationally set up for you to be like, yo, find your spot. Mm-hmm. Keep your head down low. Mm-hmm. Check the box check and do it. Check the box.
2: I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to do. You spend 18 years. I just was talking with a young lady about this. I'm um, looking for a nanny for my grandson. And she just graduated in this year. Yeah. And she, her mom told me she didn't know what she wanted to do. She was trying to find herself.
0: Yeah.
2: And I talked to her and I said, and I said, you know, I, I said, I'm hearing that you're going on your journey. Yeah. And I don't like to ask students, what are you going to do next? Hmm. I like to say, "What's the next chapter you're getting ready to write?" Hmm. Because that I, you're getting ready to that write, you're getting ready to write.
0: Yeah, I, I like really that.
2: like asking them that. Yeah, because then that opens, in my mind, it opens up possibilities mm-hmm. of, and I, and then a lot of young people get some kind of way, or and I think that we have done this as a society that makes people feel some kind of way if college is not that chapter that they yep. want to write. Yep. And I always tell them our kids knew they had three options. You can go to college,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you can go to the military, mm-hmm. or you can get you a 40. Hmm. And when we say college, it was like college and technical school. Because yep. I believe technical school is part of an advanced degree. Yeah. And um, and even community college, and then I don't want to say and even then, because I believe those are all post secondary. Yep. So that's education piece. But I was like, if you want to go rock a 40, yeah be my guest. I said, but we a W2 family up in here. So everybody gonna have a 40. I was like, well, you yeah. ain't going to be sitting around. Just <laughs> you're living not your just going to chill. Yeah. No, you you got to put two 40s, two yeah. 20s together to make a 40. And I was like, but what's the next chapter that you're going to write in <clears> life? <throat> and I think that schools push so much to, we talk about college and career success, but we don't mm. really talk about the career part.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the mm. things we're hearing too, is that like, I went to college, y'all told me it was gonna solve all my problems and it didn't. And, like, I don't, and the, for folks that dropped out, are like, yo, I don't even really know why I'm here other than mm-hmm. someone told me that this is what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, I my mind wasn't worth something. You exactly. know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, like, how do we start to identify opportunities for people to be able to explore, mm-hmm. you know, um, and know what you wanna get done mm-hmm. before you go and tell me I have to spend $20,000 a year? Mm-hmm and forego any type of opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, make real bread
0: right?
1: Um, while I'm figuring this thing out. And it mm-hmm. trips me out because it seems like it's a, that type of mindset seems limiting to particularly low-income, black and brown mm-hmm. students. Absolutely. Right? Um, like the idea of exploration and trying
0: mm-hmm. stuff.
2: We haven't ever been given. It's interesting you mentioned that because um, I believe my theory is that where in history have we been given the opportunity to have an explorative mind?
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: I mean, if you really think about our the uh, our struggles mm-hmm. as people of color, you know, a lot of times, like I was talking to my, my daughter and I were talking about this yesterday, and I said, because I the current book I'm reading, The Four Pivots by Dr. Jen Wright, was talking about we look at the world as love and then anti-love. We look at Hmm. things in anti, like Mm -hmm. the opposite. He said, and we shouldn't look at things as the opposite. We should look at things as possibilities, this imaginative Hmm. piece of possibilities. And I started, and I was like, okay. I said, I don't know that I'm feeling you on this one, Dr. Jen Wright, because then I started to think about like my own life. And I started to think about when I allowed myself to dream or think about the unimaginable. That meant I had to take a risk. Yeah. And that risk meant that that was going to possibly put me maybe in a even worse situation mm-hmm. than what I was in. So I wasn't willing to take the risk.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to go with what was safe. Yeah. I wanted to go with what was assured. Yeah. And as I have gotten older, I have been more willing to take risks, sometimes it depends on what it is because there's still some of that security that comes in, things that you build up. And I thought about it and I I said in, when we have people living in poverty, like I was one that lived in poverty, Mm -hmm. I didn't have opportunities to imagine an unimaginable world Mm -hmm. because sometimes there was so much on me and on my mom yeah. that I was like, we was just trying to live. Yeah, And so I was like, so, and there was so much that, you know, are we going to get evicted? Mm-hmm. Can we do, can we buy food? It's like, you're just trying to just deal with life. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, when do people get opportunities to imagine is when their environment, in my opinion, and I could mm-hmm. be completely wrong, is conducive to that. Yeah. My kids, because of how my husband and I have lived our lives and set our lives up, yep. my kids get more of an opportunity. Yep. Your babies are going to get more of an opportunity because yeah. you have a, you have made a way for there to be more room that they don't have to deal with the heaviness of the world. Don't yeah. say that the, they don't have to deal with it in different ways,
1: but- There's like an additional <clears throat> layer of security.
2: Yeah, yeah, they do. They know- Mom and dad are going to be there or grandma's going to be there yep. or we. I have this network. I didn't always have that growing up. Yeah. So I couldn't think about it. And then when I did, I'm like, are you being foolish? Mm-hmm. You being, and, and literally would tell myself, are you being foolish? Aunt, you can't think that. Why would you think that? Yeah. Get back to what you know is real. Yeah. And so I think that's why- we just, maybe our black and brown students don't have those opportunities. And then if we do have those opportunities, it's about you got to make sure you are setting yourself up to be successful. Yeah. So you got to get it in. Yeah. Because we don't have that luxury.
1: Yeah. We don't
2: We don't have that luxury. Yeah,
1: we don't and got s- the luxury for say, I mean, I even feel it with what I'm doing now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not oblivious and nor do I take for granted the position I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not oblivious to the fact that, like, <laughs> people that look like me don't typically get second chances at trying to build something mm-hmm. new. You know what yep, I mean? That's um, right. And it's mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, luckily I've kind of adopted the mindset, like, yo, this don't work out. Put me at Burger King or whatever. Give me six months. I'm running it. Like that's just the mentality they've had to I, adopt, you know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like,
2: I'm all about that. I was like, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're gonna be manager one day. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm all like, or maybe I wanna own my own restaurant. Bingo. Okay, so let let me go make the mistakes on somebody else's dime on this multi-million learn. dollar company's yeah. dime, work my way up so I can get the ins and outs, yep. and then go open up my own stuff. So then that way I can see and also making the connections along the
1: way. hundred percent. And this is part of the reason why I'm so glad that you took this role, Mm -hmm. right? I think what people kind of often misunderstand when we were talking about why financial literacy was so important and why it should be a graduation requirement. Yes, we need to understand money. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) it doesn't make sense that in American school system, we're not teaching kids about the cornerstone of America that is capitalism and how to like utilize it. You know what I mean, like, right? So logically, all that stuff makes sense. But beneath that, it's like, how do you help people be able to dream more? Mm-hmm. And you can't start to dream more until you are secure. At least you understand where mm-hmm. you're at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is my money situation? Maybe I can. Like, been having conversations. Like, bro, you could afford a house. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're paying like three thousand dollars for rent, dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's these other ways that you can move your money and operate Mm -hmm. differently that you can start to own some. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like uh, so much of what the alumni said and what we said collectively is, Edney was like, whoever was going to be in this role needs to understand the nuances of the population of students that are in the Mm -hmm. district right now when we're teaching them financial literacy. It's not just the numbers and how to calculate an interest rate. It's how do you utilize this tool it's your for you mind. to be able to dream, exactly. That's right. It is.
2: Yeah. It's. Um, I'm taking a certification course with NextGen right now, who um, also is, you know, in alignment with this work as well. Yep. And it's behavioral economics, hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, economics!"
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, and then I over, I overlooked the behavioral part, but I did the first um, session. And we got into, we were talking about like our biases and our experiences and these things. And I was like, oh my goodness.
0: Hmm.
2: I was like, oh, is that why I be doing that with money?
1: I was like- <laughs> Give me an example because I kind of need one of these bones.
2: I, I can't tell you. There's like supposedly over a hundred different biases, but they were talking about what was it i don't want to i'm going to say you know like profit and losses like you yeah. gains and losses yeah and it was talking about they were talking about the idea of this psychological thing that we have when cash like you got money mm. in your hand and it hurts when money starts yeah. leaving your hand so you tend to spend less yeah. or you tend to be more aware
0: yeah that maybe you can you know, see it you can see it, it. Yeah. Well,
2: when you swipe, yeah, that is not the case because the money is not, it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, yeah, that's sorta of, kinda of true. I said, for me, I'll swipe, I'll swipe, I'll swipe. And then when I go to reconcile yeah. my bank account, I'd be like, oh <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's oh. where that's where we realized that all our money <laughs> was going towards fast food. Man. Oh like- my god. I yeah.
0: I was
2: like, what? I went, I did, I do a click list to go get my groceries. And-
1: What's a click list? It's
2: like where you can go to King Soup. You can go online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can like yeah, pick oh, out yeah. all your groceries and stuff and then go pick them up. And I thought that I had hit send, but mm-hmm. I did not. So my husband and I went over there and we was waiting. They was trying to find our order and they didn't find it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I said, okay, well, I know what I needed. I'll just run into the store and I'll go get what I needed. <laughs>
1: How much more did you come back with?
2: $100 to the, I, my bill was 123 on the click list. Yeah. It was 223 <laughs> when I left the store. I was like, oh, I need this. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I need this. I mean, the, they
1: structure those stores <laughs> specifically for that. Yeah, and I mean? normally
2: shop the perimeter and see what I did psychologically. Mm-hmm. I went in a different door. I normally go in the door by the produce because mm-hmm. you, you, if you shop, the interior is where you spend all your money. The yeah. perimeter is where you know you need to stay, and I went in on the other side of the store and started mm. where all of the household goods are, yeah. all the other stuff I don't need.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I
2: made my way back
0: to
1: the produce. To yeah.
2: the produce. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't
1: learned. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned pretty quickly that like I shouldn't just go up and down the aisle. So Mm-mm. like I would never have a list. That's so what I was I just did. like ah, and then. That, that cart starts to pile up like crazy, it, and then
2: it, it did. And then it, my husband came in. I was like, "I was like, hey, don't you need some ice cream?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh Lord." Then of course I was like, oh, my grandbaby!" I said, "I think he needed some of them teething crackers." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, and I was just like, "Yeah."
1: And those are like the little, the little things, right? Mm-hmm. And then like when you start to understand that like stores are specifically set up to make you spend more money, mm-hmm. right? Like I worked at Target for a minute. And I remember end caps, end caps, end caps. Like, yep. Those are the things like on the perimeter and like that right. they know people need. You always had to have a full, but you start to understand like the psychology of it mm-hmm. and like why we make certain decisions. You
2: we know do. I mean? And if you, and in Target, you know, insider tip, if you go to the back of the store and you go on the back of the end caps that are towards the wall, that's where all the sale items are. That's where exactly. they clearance everything. Yeah. Where do I go? That's where <laughs> I end up going. I go, I'm like, I need that. Straight to the back. I don't need that. And so it's like that, you're right. It's not just just adding and subtracting your dollars. Mm -hmm. It's behaviorally, what are you doing with your money that is causing you to make the financial decisions that you're making, which impact your future?
0: Yeah.
2: Like, what are you doing? And I'm, you know, people are like, oh, in your 30s. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's get down into our
0: teens. Let's
2: get down into high school, like- You know, like I know for me, food is a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Primarily, and I think a lot of it comes from my childhood growing up and not having food Mm -hmm. or having government assistance and going Mm -hmm. getting that government cheese and and all that stuff and not having a lot or you know, eating mayonnaise sandwiches because you didn't so I remember that. So I'm really big on having food in my house and stocking up. And so that's a psychological thing. And so Hmm. I'll break the bank. For food. For food. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And
2: I'll break the bank. And then also growing up, we didn't eat out. My mom and I couldn't afford that. Yeah. And so, and you know, she worked at Arby's at one point. Actually, the garbage right off of Kofax at one point, and then she worked the late shift, and then she would bring like the leftover food Mm -hmm. home, and so then you know, and that's a lot of times what we would eat. But now I I like good meals, like I like eating at good restaurants, and it it doesn't have to be expensive, but I just like good food that is like satisfying, and I know that, and I have to be mindful of that when I'm going into the grocery store because. I'm going to always make sure that we have. So if something's on sale, even though I don't need it, I'm going to stock up. And so that's like that behavioral thing. And it's like, why do you do what you do with money? Or you see, like my mother-in-love, she grew up in the South. And one of the things that she didn't have growing up were shoes. Mm. Like she she didn't have the types of shoes that she wanted Mm -hmm. to have. And so she, when she got older, huh. what she had shoes. A lot of shoes. Yeah. Tons of shoes. Beautiful yeah. shoes. And it's because growing up.
1: She, she, she was filling in the gap.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, why do we do that with our money? And that that makes more of an impact mm-hmm. in the choices that we make and how we live our lives and the like you borrow. From your past, which ends up robbing your future, mm. you know what I mean, you mm. know, and stuff. And so that's why it's really important for kids to not just be looking at, well, I'm doing a linear equation, and uh, <laughs> hey, it's if, so
1: much deeper than that. It yeah. is,
2: hey, if you're gonna be an engineer and build a building, be my guest. You yeah. need to know all of that stuff. But it goes beyond just I'm gonna calculate my taxes. It's like you got to really know. What is the impact of this? Yeah. What does credit look like? Why is it that I need to understand my credit when yeah. I need to go? I want to go buy that nice car.
0: Yep. Yeah. I can't yep.
2: really afford it.
0: Yep. You know, I so fell into maybe, that trap for sure. Yeah. We all did, yeah. right? <laughs>
2: you, I was like, you got to get what you can now. Yeah. And then build up.
1: Well, so here's, I guess, two things on that. One thing I realized, I don't know, I had this like weird thing of like. There's certain things that I just, like, wouldn't spend money on. It didn't make any sense, right? Like, I wouldn't spend money mm-hmm. on clothes. Now, bear with me here. So, I'd end up buying, I don't know, at Foot Locker. They used to have, like, five for 25 shirts <laughs> that ended up, like, shrinking the first time they right. wore them or whatever. But I couldn't get myself to, like, pay for a shirt that was even, like, 25 bucks for one shirt. Until recently, like, oh, yeah, you pay the 25 bucks. You could wear that shirt for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? instead of going back and buying five of the same shirts for $25 that ended up costing you hundred dollars and mm-hmm. now you still don't got a shirt that works mm-hmm. for you. You know what right. I mean? Um, or even like outings, like budgeting and all that stuff doesn't mean you have to like live in squalor all the time. Like Mm-mm. we were doing the calculation and we are like, yo, we could go like get a good dinner and like get a hotel for a staycation. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that was a big deal. But then we'd like go out downtown on a Saturday and you end up spending more than that on mm-hmm. drinks. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's just like little, little things mm-hmm. that, you know, we, I,
0: just, just I like hear a- I
1: hear my mom in the back of my head, we're not spending that much money on a damn shirt. mm mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> what, you know what I mean? I used to tell
2: my kids when we went into the store, and they'll tell you today, you can ask all three of them, when we went into the store, don't look at nothing,
0: don't <laughs> ask for nothing, <laughs> don't and don't
2: nothing. touch
1: nothing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. percent <laughs> <clears throat> like, hmm, I no. the only thing I won't do with like my son I'm like look man I ain't buying you no nice shoes until you stop growing because like he's he's wearing those shoes for three months max mm-hmm. you know my daughter too is like
2: oh yeah Seth used burn. to rock Converse some Chuck Taylors yeah
1: yeah 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 hey but now those are in now those are yeah, more they expensive they
2: weren't when he was <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was just a transcent they that, was all
2: it. black it yeah. was black and they had the black sole.
1: And I, I think I have those in my closet right now. He,
2: they were not in when Seth was wearing them. <laughs> and he would get two pair and he'd wear one out because yeah. he played basketball. You know, Chucks ain't good on the court. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not good. But I wasn't paying no 250 and I still won't pay 250 for no uh, tennis shoes. I'm like, yeah. ooh, I said, don't they have last seasons? <laughs> I was like, ain't, the, ain't they at the outlets? Yeah, yeah. I was like, you better go to the sales racks. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. no, the Ross,
1: I, I The Ross is clutch. Uh, oh. See, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good shoes, at, yeah.
2: Bro. Ross Marshalls, TJ Maxx, you they all whatever, come in, yeah, yeah, whatever it is, and get a good Goodwill in, yeah. Don't mess with me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For
1: real, all my suit jackets are from Goodwill in the arc, like that's hey. crazy. I'll get them two sizes too big if I have to, if I like the jacket, then go get it tailored. Hey, 60 bucks.
2: my best friend and I, we used it used in Aurora when the kids was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we couldn't, I mean, I was trying to watch money and stuff like that. And we would go to the thrift store and it was called Unique.
0: Hmm.
2: It was the name of the thrift store. It was right there off of Iliff and I think it was either Chambers Um and so anyway, we would go over there. it was called Unique. We used to call it Unique Boutique. Hmm. And we would pop up in there on that 50% off. And we come out <laughs> with garbage bags, yeah. like them lawn size garbage bags full yep. of clothes. And we would buy the nice clothes, you know, yeah. the name brand clothes that somebody yeah. else had worn. And we go back home. I pull them out. And I would spend like $100, $150 for three kids. Mm-hmm. And they'd have all their clothes for the, that mm-hmm. season, wash them all up. Put them all up in there in Gucci. the room. Yeah. And I was like, and we, and I was like, and then Lailway, Kmart used to have Way. Yeah. We yeah. used to hit Lelway up at right now in <laughs> August.
0: Yeah.
2: We would put Christmas stuff on Lelway, have it out by <laughs> Thanksgiving. We'd yeah. make that little payment. Yeah. And we was like living our best life. We was trying to figure out how to, like you said, live better
0: yeah
2: but still we knew that our money was tight yeah. and that and we were working professionals yeah. but we were not making a whole lot of money and so we i remember and that it,
1: that's the thing like how do i say it like when people talk about our communities i don't know i saw i saw my mom stretch a dollar out of a dime mm-hmm. a lot like Nobody budgets better than my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knows where everything's going. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly where it's going to be placed. All right, cool. We got this much money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What day y'all want McDonald's mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be? Like, it's the psychological things, but too, about, like, building wealth mm-hmm. and, like, being able to, all right, I'm going to put this over here for that. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. like, one of those things I couldn't spend money on was, uh, like, my own mental health. Like, I couldn't yeah. reconcile- spending a hundred dollars a month or whatever and it was going to be people of color like, still do that yo you like you throw away a hundred dollars at the gas station mm-hmm. every month bro like you know what i mean getting your slim gym or whatever mm-hmm. you need and so anyways
2: but do you think, think it's value me. though do you think i think it's because those things are tangible compared to intangible
1: yeah i you think that's what I mean? exactly what it is you and know. like you know whether that be investments or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be it's like we we always say we didn't have enough money, mm-hmm. and then but in a lot of ways we just we weren't managing it the
0: mm-hmm. way we
1: needed to manage Absolutely. it that could have put us. I mean, even when we were 16, 17, seventeen, didn't have no money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: had a baby. There were so many things that we could have spent money on mm-hmm. that we didn't, yeah, and it just didn't make sense, and we didn't have that behavioral understanding of like why we were making the decisions we were making. Is that does that? Yeah, make sense? no,
2: it does. I mean, because I think about that with us my husband and I, you know, decisions that we made, like we were talking about, you know, and thankfully, you know, we we didn't make the type of retirement. My husband was very fortunate to be able to retire. He did 27 years hmm. um, in law enforcement and was able to retire and, but still is working like he's working his retirement job, yeah. as we call it. And one of the things that, I look back on and wish we had a did better is that he had a coworker that said, hey, just put $50. He said, I know you got your pension
0: mm-hmm.
2: with the department, but just put another $50 mm-hmm. a month or every. He might have said a month, but it was just $50. I remember $50 either his other paycheck or yeah. once a month. He said, and just do $50. Yeah. $50. You start, when you really calculate $50- Over the course in, of time. Over, over 27 years, yeah. that's another, a couple. that's like another million or so. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it adds up because of compound interest yeah. and all of these other things. And I could be exaggerating, it's a million, but it's more money- yeah, than you that, realize. And, we're, and I was like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, okay, so my daughter, my baby girl- Sierra is working full time. Yep. And so she just started, um, she graduated and college and then she started working full time. And so she just came into where she can do her investments.
0: Mm.
2: And so she came back and she said, um, she says, Well, mom, dad, what should I do? What should I and I said, if they're gonna match you, max it out. Max it out. Yeah. I said, and this is and the thing is, and this is where I know that. The choices, while we may not have made all the right choices, we made better choices than my Mm -hmm. mom made and that his parents made. And she was able to graduate college with no debt. Mm -hmm. That was not my story, Hmm. right? I mean, I didn't have a lot of debt, but I still didn't. I had debt. And that's not the story of a lot of black and browns coming out of school. And so people don't tell them. And so, But she graduated with no debt. She mm-hmm. has no credit card debt. <coughs> she has no debt. It's
0: beautiful. Yeah. And
2: she said, and I said, you max it out. Yep. Yeah. I said, that little bit of money, and I think it's like maybe $250 yeah. or whatever it is because they're paying doing so much. I said, if I said, are you gonna miss it? Yeah. She goes, No. I said, then just max it out. And so we redid our budget and she hasn't skipped a beat. she still be buying her purses.
0: Yep, yep.
2: She still, you know, does her hair. She does all the things. And then now she's getting ready to buy a brand new car. hmm And she, little sports, like, I don't know, Toyota something. I don't know, CXR yeah. or something. But she's getting ready to buy a car. And she's going to end up putting $10,000 down.
1: Because she has it. And so it opens up an opportunity it for does. her to make choices. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah. had
2: we not made those mistakes-
1: you wouldn't have, been able to we teach. wouldn't
2: have been able to do that. And I think that's one of the things that we talk about as a family. And one of the things that I hope to plant a seed and have, and help support teachers to plant the seed mm. is about changing financial legacies
0: mm. Mm. is
2: really what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, how can you have black and Brown BIPOC students? And even our students that are immigrants that come into this yep. country that are, Um, refugees, and I think they actually get it a lot better than we Mm. do that have been here in this United States, Mm. but how we can level up like our white brothers and sisters do. And so how is it that we can change our financial legacy so that maybe I didn't get it all right but that my babies will get it better. And then my grandson will get yeah. it better. And that it's not that I'm leaving them because I'm going to spend
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, <laughs> all
2: my money. You can have a house.
0: Yeah. You can have a
2: house. You might, you know, I'll get my mom's house. I said, you'll have some property. Yeah. But I'm going to spend yeah. as I'm going to go zero as much <laughs> as I can. You might get a I little can't bit. I can take it with me. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, but how do you set it up so that her family tree looks different?
1: Yeah. They're just, they're, they're starting a step ahead. Yeah.
2: And isn't that what we want?
1: That's the point. You, yeah, yeah.
2: That's what we want. I was like, I don't want you to have to grind and hustle as hard. And I want you to be able to make the decision that when you, maybe you're 40 and you are like, this is really all I need because
1: mm-hmm. I don't. I'm good. Or you could decide, hey, I want to be a chef. Right. Do you go do that, and you're not stuck.
2: Exactly. You, know? you get to make choices.
1: Yeah. And again, that's why I'm so happy that we're able to get to this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That you're here. Like, you know, because I'm like, it's about yeah. How do you how do you build choices? Yeah. Uh, how do you change that financial legacy? How do you dream? How do you dream? Mm-hmm. And that's really what this is about, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it made me mad. And part of the motivation on, you know, Ednium and why I was happy that we chose to do financial literacy and personal finance is because uh, I have a little cousin who's always been curious. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's the one, he's the cousin that's always asking you questions about like, why do you do that? How do mm-hmm. you do that? Like, he's just smart, you know? Right. And he asked his teacher one day if she, if she can help him uh, budget and learn this kind of stuff. And she told him, uh, they should be teaching you that at home, mm. and kind of sent him mm. on his way.
2: Hmm. That's a lot of burden.
1: So for what families. Yeah, well, burden for families, mm-hmm. and it's just like, all right, cool. Well, dog, at the time, I'm like, I'm like 25. I don't know, bro. Like, right. This is what I'm trying to figure out. You know, his mom couldn't necessarily help him because mm-hmm. you know she's navigating other things. But I'm just like, how many kids said that they wanted to learn something mm-hmm. that was going to impact their ability to dream mm-hmm. and that they're. They were told, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I know, right? You know?
2: Yeah. I. Yeah, that is... You know what? That, that hurts my heart. Um, it really hurts my heart because you squash that curiosity. And I mean, and I know he's going to still continue to be curious because mm-hmm. of his support system at home. But how many kids they then think that maybe they did something bad or yeah. said something wrong. And then that sours them on yep. that. And how does that change his trajectory yeah. in life? And how many times do we, do we just do that as adults?
0: Mm-hmm. Without know, even thinking about without
2: it. Without even thinking about it. And and because we don't know better, but we have to start doing better, Yeah, you know, and things like that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect I said, you know, I'm just progressing. I'm getting better each time. I, you know, when I look at it in my kids, they're making better choices. Then they make some choices. I'm like, why'd you do that? (laughs) I was like, you just got hustled. I said, you really got hustled. I was like, I was like, I said, well, (laughs) I was like, how are you going to work that out? I was like, you know, I was like, you know, and, but then also not shaming them for Mm -hmm. some of those decisions that they do make. As I was, my daughter and I were talking about that. My oldest daughter, I always like to use my kids as examples, primarily my son, because he'd be doing some wilding out stuff. I'd be like, oh my God. The kids <laughs> used to love me telling, tell us more stories about Seth. <laughs> was like, so yeah. everybody is like, everybody knew him, but yep. they really didn't know him. But I was like, but not to shame him, yeah. you know, and just say, you know what, that's part of life. And I yeah. was like, and if anybody makes you feel bad because you you made a decision, yeah. Then they're not being honest with themselves. Yep. I was like, I said, because if you if I really was to, and I, you know, my husband and I are very open with our kids mm-hmm. about things that we've done, you know, to hopefully, as I like to tell them, I said, I paid the tuition. Yeah. I don't want you to have to pay that same tuition. Yeah. I was like, so that's like the school of hard knocks. Yep. I don't want you to have to do that. Yeah. But I try not to shame, I have learned to mm. try not to shame them because earlier on. Society, I I was putting societal pressures on me yeah. from dominant culture yeah. about what that was supposed to look like as us as a black family. Mm-hmm. And so I still had to shift yeah. and was like, no, 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 we ain't going to do that. I yep. was like, okay, you made that mistake. What did you learn? Yep. We're not going to bail you out, yeah. <laughs> but we can be a support system to maybe walk you through w- some options that yeah. maybe you may not have considered because you haven't had enough experience. My husband says that people like to experience a lot of stuff but don't have the wisdom huh. to be able to make different choices because that wisdom yeah. is that knowledge and that experience. Yep. He said, y'all just want to experience stuff and play in stuff, Yeah. but you don't want to – he said, wisdom tells you, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that Yeah. Um, and things like that. And So, so it's just kind
1: of – Crowdsourcing wisdom at this yeah. point. Like, that can only be gained from messing up, mm-hmm. you know? And, and your the, network. And the network. And mm-hmm. like, again, that's what Adnium's about too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, yeah, and then how do we set the system up to where we can mitigate the mistakes and how do we set it up in a way that when you inevitably do make a mistake,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not ball game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. throwing you into a, a situation where you can never cl- like climb out of.
2: Mm-hmm. Or like you said earlier that you knew you didn't have the opportunity to make more than one mistake. Yeah. How do we create a system that allows our black and brown community to not be one strike and you're out? Yeah. How do we allow that system to, that they do get an opportunity to learn? Because we do know that in our, the way our system is set up, Mm -hmm. that it is punitive for our black and brown community, specifically our males.
0: Yeah.
2: And when they they have a strike, that strike changes the entire trajectory of Mm -hmm. their life. And how, and that's not the case for our white Mm. um, people. And so like, how do we do that? But then also how do we create a network that not only gives people a safe space to share their life experiences and allow others to be able to say, Oh, that's the tuition to Ray mm-hmm. Let me listen to his experience yeah. and what he learned from that. So then I can, when I come into a situation like yep. that, if I do, or maybe my road dog does, yep. I can be like, oh, hey.
0: I've
1: seen this before. Yep.
2: And you've, you've gotten that mental map of this is where to go. Or maybe I don't know. Or my Spidey sisters come up, and I'd be like, hey, let me connect with Teray. be like, hey, Teray, so this is about enough to be popping.
1: Yeah, enough to ask the question, yeah. Mm-hmm, to yeah. F-
2: feel safe. And I think sometimes we don't do that in <laughs> our communities. We don't allow people to feel safe because we know it's all, It's like you got that one shot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's like we, we have more than one shot to yep. be able to try to do it, but we got to just create that safe space for people to be able to just- Grow from it and not feel punitive, yeah, and not like it's a gotcha,
0: yeah, all hundred percent,
2: hundred percent, yeah.
1: So, what's your dream for this? I mean, we got we got some time to build this out, implement it. I know we got some plans that people will be seeing as mm-hmm. we roll it out. But I'm curious, and I don't think I've ever actually asked you this question. But what's what's your dream for this thing that we're that we have the opportunity to build in DPS?
2: You know, that's a really good question. I don't know that I have thought about it as a dream, but what I do think about it as is that I wanna honor the voices that came into the room Hmm. to create this opportunity and be able to take the vision that these voices had Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and bring that to fruition and do it well. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to make mistakes, but it also means that I want to do that also to access the network
0: um,
2: and know that it's not something I'm doing alone and continue to have those voices in the room so that, because oftentimes things like this can get, you have an idea,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and then what ends up happening is that what comes to reality is so far from sometimes what the idea, you're like, yeah. well, that ain't is that? And then yeah. you start to be second guessing yourself. You're like, well, <laughs> is that what I, yep. so, you know, so I think that's like the vision for my vision is to, and I've said this to you many times. It's like, I want to do you guys proud. I want to do it well. Yeah. Um, I want to build it out and continue to keep accessing people, keeping students' voices at the center of that because I'm always gonna be down for students. Yeah. I'm always gonna be down for students and I'm gonna always challenge adults when I see students are not being done right, yep. um, especially my black and brown students. and um, But I'm also gonna hold my black and brown students to Absolutely. high expect- expectations too. And they know I will do that. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I'm not gonna let y'all get off yep. just because you black and brown. Yeah. I, and so, but I want them to have a voice in this and have a, and it be a very diverse group of voices that come from,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, a lot of different lived experiences mm-hmm. and keep that at the forefront of what we're doing. And I think just, you know, hoping that students will come out, especially kids in our community that come out and just have. That their financial legacy looks different. Yeah. You know, that it really looks different and that they do have opportunities to dream. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know it's, you know, a couple of years out, but I mean, I got a grandson. He's six months old. Hmm. I want my baby, you yeah. know, I want my grandson to have opportunities to say, well, if that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I want to shoot my shot. Yeah. I want to shoot my shot. I want to ask for that money. I want to go for that job. Yeah. I want to know that I can do it yeah. being a multi-ethnic kid cuz he's half black and half Mexican and so
0: he Yeah. <laughs> he
2: <got over laughs> and you know, so I want him to have those options that maybe people before him didn't yeah. have. So I mean, I I think that's so I think it goes beyond just financial literacy. Yeah. It just, because I, I think financial, actually financial literacy does open up more options. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, yeah, that's what Sounds I- Sounds good
1: to me. Yeah. I mean, and we ain't leaving you alone. You know, <laughs> I know. Until the, the wheels fall off, you know. <laughs> I had this I had this uh, real impactful conversation the other day. Uh, and I hope you don't mind me shout out to Elijah. He's been on the podcast, but <clears throat> I was going through this like existential crisis- As I often am, like, you'll find that out about me. Who is
2: not, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, yo, man, like, my biggest fear is that, like, you know, y'all bought into this vision that is Neal, And as we're growing, there's different pressures and different tensions. And I don't want to fall into something to where, like you said, like, the end product becomes so far removed Mm -hmm. from the people you were trying to build it for. Um. So he looks me in my eye and he goes, yo, let me ask you this question. He goes, when you were younger and like you were having a problem with someone and you you called your big homie to like help you out and he showed up, but he ends up getting beat down. Do you lose respect for him?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, nah, I, I'd lose respect for him if he didn't show up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, if you're showing up, we expect you to get beat down at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just keep showing up. Yeah, And I was just like. Damn! I know, right? Changed my whole like perspective. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so we're gonna show up for you. And yeah, I appreciate I, that. I could that's tell that network. are gonna show up. So
2: that's that network. That's yeah. That's and, and that's community. Yeah. And that's what we do well as people. We do that really well.
1: Hundred
0: we,
2: percent. We do that really, really well. We can be our biggest supporters and our biggest naysayers. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. I was like, I got your back. Yeah. I was like, I, I may not be flowing with you right now, but yeah. I got your back. It was like- <laughs> it might You might be on my nerves. Yeah, but-, <laughs> but, you know, and I think that's just that, and I appreciate the community for that and, um, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, because it's, it's a big role to step into to bring something, to bring something that was from seed into- mm-hmm you know, growth and things like that. And yeah, all we do is show up and yeah. we take steps by faith. Yeah. We, I mean, we don't know what mm-hmm. tomorrow is going to hold, but we're like, all I can do is what I can do right now. Yep. And keep moving forward and asking for help. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older. I tell you, age does that on you.
1: <laughs> I'm learning it right now. Yeah, I was like, Bad. well, learn
2: it real early because I'm like, I tell people, I was like, okay, I, I know me better now. Hmm. You know, because sometimes you feel like you got to do it all. Yeah. And I was like, but then you're not accessing your network. Yeah. You know, and my husband always reminds me, he was like, Well, what would you tell the kids to do? And I was like, they <laughs> access their network. He was like, right. He says, So are you accessing your network? Yep, and I'm yep. like, no, I'm not even told my daughter this today. <clears throat> I told her, I said, when you I said, sometimes you don't know what you need. Because you're so close to Mm -hmm. what it is that you're trying to solve.
0: Yeah.
2: I said, so sometimes you got to find that trusted person or persons and then just dump everything out on Mm -hmm. them. I said, and then they will sift through it because they're not close to it. Yeah. And they will unpack it and then ask you questions that will help give you clarity Mm -hmm. on what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that makes sense. And I was like, yeah. I said, but you got to tell it all to yeah. that trusted person. Yeah,
1: otherwise they're operating off of right. information. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And I said, they're trying to fill it. So which what made me think of your friend when he said that is like, you just show up. Mm-hmm. And then along the way, you're going to find those trusted people yep. that you can unleash all of who you are and what you're thinking and what you're struggling with.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And... Um, your successes and all of those things to them, and they're going to help you unpack it. Yeah, And then they're going to give you the next.
1: The next step.
2: The next step. And that's all it is. And sometimes when we get too far ahead, that's when we get overwhelmed. Yeah. And so she was like, she's like, mom, that's what she's like. Yeah, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I said, I'm just learning this out at, yeah. you know, so I was like, hey, so that's, I um, mean, I think that's what we're doing. That's what you're. Your 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 boy was telling you, he was like, just show up. He's like and just give it to me.
0: Yeah. Real.
2: And I'll help you unpack it. Exactly. You know, it's a give blessing you the next step Yeah.
1: So happy that we got you. Absolutely. Let's go out there and change some financial legacies. Yeah, definitely,
2: yeah. definitely. Appreciate you, to Appreciate you. All right. Thank you,